Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, it's Tito here with the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Got a lot to get to today. Um, the Ohio State's men's basketball team continues to struggle. They've now lost seven of eight. The last two games weren't even close. The Buckeyes now have fallen to 11 and 10 overall, three and seven in the Big Ten. Look, um, they had that big win over Iowa, 93 to 77. That's their one win in their last eight games. But the loss to Illinois recently, a nine point loss, wasn't really that close. Um, Illinois led up at the end there, and Ohio State made a last second shot that made it single digits. But really, that game was a blowout. And the Indiana game, the Buckeyes uh, men's basketball team lost that one, 76 to 60. And that was a laugher. So, um, what's frustrating about this team is just the, there's no sense of urgency within this squad. And, um, we're just, we're seeing too much of no flow on offense. Look, the entire offense, uh, is Bryce Sensabaugh, the freshman sensation. That's really all it is. Everyone else just seems to be playing almost just around him and not necessarily getting a flow of the offense. Zed Key's not completely healthy. You can tell in his game. The shoulder's still bothering him. The knee's not 100%. He's not the same. Um, he doesn't have the same energy, the same hop in his step I think he had last year. I don't think it's because of lack of effort. I think it's lack of ability to just because of the injuries. I think that's been the big issue. <clears throat> as far as the rest of the team, they need more out just suing. And they don't have, like I said, there's no one they can count on consistently other than Brace Sensiball. And um, Sensiball can't seem to do it. He's going to be a one and done. Enjoy the time with Sensible and the Scarlet and Gray while you've got it. But Ohio State, though, this team now, with how good they looked earlier in the season, and they looked damn good, they have regressed tremendously since then. And I'm not sure it's because Holtman's still trying to figure out, head coach Chris Holtman, trying to figure out the right mix of players, the right rotation of players. I think that's certainly part of it. But um, it's just there's a... There's a leadership void on this team. And I think Zed, uh, Zed Key and Justice Suing have to be the ones who can get them out of this funk. They are right now, look, they, they are a determined team right now. Season ends today, they're, not, they're 11 and 10, but three and seven in the conference. There's no way they are a tournament team right now. They've got a lot of work to do to get there. It starts uh, on Thursday, they host Wisconsin. They play at Michigan on Sunday after that, but they've got to start stringing wins together. This is a team that's going to have to win two, maybe three games in the Big Ten tournament just to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. So and that'd be a huge disappointment. I've always said with this Ohio State basketball team, it's never going to reach the level of the football team as far as popularity goes, as far as importance to Ohio State fans, and importance to the bottom line to Ohio State. That's just the way it is as far as financially. But the baseline for Ohio State men's basketball team should always be NCAA tournament. Like that is the bare minimum. You've got to get to the tournament every single year. 68 teams right now. There's no excuse for missing the NCAA tournament unless you have catastrophic injuries across the board. They've got a top five recruiting class coming in next year. This is something that should be every year. Baseline is NCAA tournament. That right there is the definition of an average season would be in the tournament. Now, if you win a couple games, then it's a great season. Get to the Sweet 16, I consider that a great season for Ohio State. Anytime they can do that. But they have to get to the tournament. This year, this team, right now, and Chris Holtman, 
is not a tournament team. And they've got to get it going Wednesday. I'm sorry, Thursday against Wisconsin. They've had too many must wins they've lost. And now they're in a situation where, I mean, they've got to finish on what, eight, nine games left now is all they've got in the regular season. Sitting on 11 and 10. Got to win at least seven of those and then get a few wins in the Big Ten tournament and then hope you can sneak in after that. But right now, if I had to put my money down, I would say Ohio State's not going to be in the NCAA tournament. And that hurts. That sucks because I said they would win two games this year. I thought the talent level was there. Is Holtman on the hot seat? He shouldn't be. He's earned enough. I think got enough built up in the bank to earn another year to turn this around. And like I said, they've got a great recruiting class coming in. My concern is that if they keep sliding, will it affect recruiting going forward? But I still think Holtman's the right man for the job. I'm just I'm a, I'm very pessimistic about how this season's going to end. On the women's side, oh my God, not more not great news. <coughs> the women start off 19 and 0, best start in school history. Now they're not at the level Ohio State is, but they have lost the, the men's team, but they have lost three straight to fall to 19 and three overall, eight and three in the conference. Um, they uh, they're playing this week at. Wisconsin also on Wednesday for them, but they've lost three straight. They lost at home to Iowa. Caitlin Clark was phenomenal. Uh, they lost at Indiana. Tough environment. By the way, Iowa-Indiana games, Iowa and Columbus at Indiana and Bloomington, fantastic environments for women's college basketball fans. College basketball fans in general, great environments. And then they lost at home to Purdue on Sunday. This Ohio State women's team, now they've slid down in the rankings. I think they're still, they're still in the top 10, but they were as high as two, and they were looked at as a number one seed. Now they've slid down the line a little bit. They're a two or a three seed, depending on where they're probably a two seed right now in bracketology. They need J.C. Sheldon back. They need her back ASAP. They're already missing Madison Green, who's out for the year. Sheldon's a huge part of this team. She only played in five games this year. Um, head coach Kevin McGuff has said she's close. She was more of a week-to-week. Now she's more of day-to-day as she comes back from a leg injury. And Ohio State desperately needs her her leadership, her scoring ability. And just because Ohio State, I think, their bench has gotten shorter because of all these injuries. J.C. Sheldon specifically need her back ASAP to get this rolling again at Wisconsin on Wednesday. This women's hoops team still can make a run to the Final Four, no doubt in my mind. They just have to get healthy, start playing together again, and we'll see what happens there. I want to talk a little about football now. And um, we know Ohio State, we already know they added Jahad Carter, the defensive back out of Syracuse, the transfer. Let me back up a little bit. I want to say this: that National Signing Day, by the way, official signing day is Wednesday, and we had, I mean, we already know who Ohio State's getting for the most part. Um, there's not too many surprises come Wednesday, but there were some concerns about, you know, Ohio State's defensive backfield. Do they have enough? And um, you know, a, a couple of kids that they thought they were getting went elsewhere. Jihad Carter coming as a transfer—that's huge for Ohio State. And um, Ohio State also now is in on Davidson. I'm sorry. David Sid, David Sin, Igbinison, who is a um, from New Jersey, a former four-star cornerback. He went to Ole Miss last year. He's a uh, former high school American, and now he is looking to transfer out of Ole Miss. Ohio State's on his list. He made a visit there. Um, Michigan's also potentially on his list as well. But he is. It, this is why when the recruiting stuff comes out, you can't get too wrapped up in it. If Ohio State is not a top five or a top three, whatever it is, we look at it. Recruiting now has changed. You have to look at it as a whole with the transfer portal. Ohio State lost some guys, but they're gaining some key parts in here. What I like about this now is these are players that Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, thinks fit his system. And so I'm excited about seeing how that plays out because these are guys that 
certainly there's got to be mutual interest there. A guy just can't say, oh, I want to transfer Ohio State. Ohio State also has to say, hey, we think this guy's a good fit. Um, this uh, defensive back out of Ole Miss, he certainly fits that. Jihad Carter fits the kind of, kind of role of what you're looking at. And this Ohio State defensive backfield, I think you're in Sonny Styles as well. He's going to come in. Look, he's Sonny Styles is 6'4, which is huge. And he can play a lot of different positions in that defensive backfield, fill a lot of holes. I'm excited about seeing where this team is at as far as the defensive backfield goes in 2023. Uh, other Ohio State football news James Warnai is the former All American for Ohio State, former three time All American, had a very successful NFL career. And um, he was at Notre Dame last year as a grad assistant coach working with the linebackers under, um, you know, his uh, Marcus Freeman, his former teammate for Ohio State in his first year at Notre Dame. Lauren Nitus now has come back to Ohio State. He'll have the same role, grad assistant, working with the linebackers. And I'm curious to see what kind of impact he can have. I'm glad he's back at Ohio State. Anytime the Buckeyes can get a former decorated Buckeye to come in, who's got some coaching experience now, which Lauren Nitus has, that's big. I want to see what kind of impact, how he will impact the linebackers under Jim Knowles' offense. I was looking at other things, too, with the 2023 schedule for Ohio State, and it's a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be a year ago. I looked at, I, I like to look at the future schedules for Ohio State football. And when I looked at the 2023 schedule, I thought it wasn't that daunting. But now as I, now we, we get further into this offseason and look at it, look, at Notre Dame is no joke. They got that transfer quarterback kid from Wake Forest, all-time leading passing touchdowns in the ACC. Notre Dame's going to be better this year. It's on the road at Notre Dame. You've also got at Wisconsin. God, that game's going to be tough uh, with Fickle there now. And, He's trying to do a big-time change within that offense. And where you'll see Wisconsin now open it up more, pass the ball more than you've seen Wisconsin doing a lot of years. They brought in new personnel. Um, they got three transfer quarterbacks in there. One, Tanner Mordecai from SMU. Looks like he might be the cream of the crop on that one. But they've got three transfer quarterbacks in there. They're going to open up their offense more than you've seen Wisconsin open it up in recent years. That'll be interesting. That's going to be a tough game at Wisconsin this year. You still have to host Penn State here. you got to play at Michigan. And the reason I said it looked tougher now, looks tougher now than a year ago, I thought Ohio State would beat Michigan here in Columbus in November of 2022. Didn't happen. That makes the 2023 game all the more important. So the 2023 schedule to me now, when you look at it, looks a lot tougher than it did to me than it did a year ago. Ohio State spring practice opening up here uh, March 7th, I believe, is when that opens up. And then you've got the spring game. Key thing to watch out as far as dates go with the football team. From May 1st to the 15th, the transfer portal opens again where guys can put their names in. And I'm not trying to push anybody out the door at Ohio State, but I got to believe if Kyle McCord is hand, if he earns a starting job in spring practice and it looks like he is going to be the man, you might see a quarterback out of the room transfer out, namely Devin Brown, extremely talented quarterback. I hope he doesn't, but extremely talented quarterback. If he doesn't get a shot or if he somehow upsets Kyle McCord and gets a job, it could go the other way. McCord could leave. I think one of these quarterbacks are going to leave the program in that transfer portal if one of them establishes himself, if the other one puts himself out there as the main guy going forward for 2023. Same thing with the running back room. Way too crowded. And I hope they all stay. Ohio State certainly needed all of them last year. Evan Pryor not coming back this year off injury. They certainly need all these players in the running back room. But you've got guys as talented as Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, uh, you know, Dallin Hayden. God, Hayden could start almost anywhere in the country. When you've got that many guys in there, it's hard to feed everybody if they're all healthy. Last year worked out um, because of the fact there were so many injuries and no one really had a chance to take like that lead role. 
this year, if they're all healthy, I think you might see one of them hop in that transfer portal in the May 1st to May 15th window. One more uh, bit of news. Madison Bazal, um, uh, who is a defenseman for Ohio State's women's hockey team, the number one ranked Ohio State women's hockey team, was named the uh, WCHA Defender of the Week. That's um, the second time she's won this. And played Minnesota State this past weekend. Um, she had three assists in a 6-2 win over Minnesota State. And then uh, she's also got 13 assists, um, 15 points on the season. Coming up now, Ohio State, they're going to play Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. And this is always a good game when they play. They're playing February 3rd and 4th in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's third in the country, Ohio State first. Follow that. They've got games on Friday night and also Saturday night. This has been the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks for tuning in. Fanstream Sports, thank you for all your support. And uh, with the DSPmediaonline.com, uh, we'll have more coming up, I'm sure, later on this week. But that's it for the Buckeye Blitz today. Follow me on Twitter at It Happens. I am Jeff Thinoff, and uh, go Bucks. Have a great day. Thank you.